Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Internet Friends, a podcast where two friends who met on the internet get together and talk about life. How are you, Charlotte? I'm in lockdown again. (laughs) (laughs) That's mean. No. No, I mean, it's to be fair, like, the rest of the world has been in lockdown for a very long time, so the fact that we keep not being in lockdown, I mean, we're we're so fortunate that I can't really complain, but yeah, we've had some uh, community cases who weren't isolating like they should do, so we went into lockdown and it was a very short one because they thought they had it under control and then we went out of lockdown and then it turns out all the people who should have been isolating were going out and about and then some people tested positive instead of doing what they were meant to so we're back in lockdown for a longer amount of time now um but yeah as i say i can't really complain too much there were a couple of big things that we had planned as a friend group that were going to be happening over the last couple over the next couple of weeks that won't happen anymore but it's okay Overall, we can't complain because our country kind of has it relatively under control. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm tired. It's Sunday afternoon. I feel like I've been running around with a like a dream with my head cut off today. Mm. Uh, we had our book club um, meeting this morning, which you and I were both on. Mm-hmm. And then I had like 45 minutes to go get food before I had to go and participate in that class that I just did um, for my mom. Uh, my mom was teaching a energy medicine um course on hormones today and she asked me to help her with it so i went and helped her with that and then now we're here recording and then dinner will be after this because it's my brother's uh in-law's birthday and then yeah so it's been about chaotic but good yeah i kind of feel that a little bit too um my day has been a little bit more chill than it would normally be i would normally be at work since it's a monday today for me Um, Mm -hmm. and lockdown means that I'm doing some more time at home Um, but it's still been a little bit like boom 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 this morning anyway so like I kind of get where you're coming from but I'm just watching Mm -hmm. Suki cuddling with Cole he's like curled up on her lap while she's sitting at her desk yeah he really hates when I'm on FaceTime or Zoom with anyone and he really hates when I sit at my desk he just like wants all of the attention he was pretty chill yesterday when we were on FaceTime though and we theorized that maybe yeah. he doesn't hate he like recognizes my voice and he's just like oh you're not gonna dominate my mum's attention quite so much I don't know because like yeah I don't know what it is yeah I'm not sure of it I wonder if it's something to do with like he knows that my voice means that he's still going to get cuddles <laughs> Yeah, like, it's funny, too, because, like, when when it was just Kat and I on our call earlier, um, Kat is the person who runs the book club with me. We When we were meeting about, like, organizing questions and stuff, uh, Suki didn't care, but the second that everyone else joined in on the call, that's when he wanted attention. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe he is just used to our voices. Are you just needy? He's very needy. He's so cute, though. Yeah, he, he makes up for it in cuteness. Yeah. Anyway, need to have a little apology for the big gap that we've had. It is entirely my fault. Um, we keep tr- wanting to get back into a normal schedule, but the last few weeks have just been so manic in a lot of different ways with lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And I had um, a funeral and things that I had to deal with during that time and like a lot of other things that have just cropped up. Um, and we recorded a session and I never got around to editing it and we decided it was just a bit out of date now. So we are re-recording a little bit of an update so that you guys know where we're at and then we're going to get back into some kind of regular scheduled uploading again. But yes, it's been a little while and that is 
totally on me and I apologize. <laughs> uh, Did you see what my file name was on the last podcast recording? Because I thought it was kind of ironic. I didn't. What was it? It was Charlotte's too busy for me. LOL. Oh, I am not. Oh, that's my heart. That's. Oh. I know. I was kidding. It was like a joke because I just knew you had been really busy for the last two weeks. But uh, I just thought it was funny how like we that was what I had chosen when we recorded that episode. And then we didn't end up using it because you were also like busy. Oh, that hurts my heart. Uh, I'm just teasing. Oh, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we are making time. We had a big FaceTime catch up yesterday and decided not to record. Um, and here we are again. We've been on FaceTime each other three times total in the last 48 hours now. I know, which is like, like we went from like not FaceTiming for like two weeks to like three times in 48 hours. Is that That's just what happens sometimes. Like when you have like a best friend that lives in a different like country uh, than you and a different time zone, like sometimes like things just don't align. And then when it does align, you just like consume as much time with each other as possible <laughs> yeah as i say the last few weeks in particular have just been a little bit like full on there's only been like my stomach is grumbling i haven't had lunch yet um yeah it's just been like so few evenings that i have downtime but also the evenings when i finally have downtime you're in bed basically by the time i get home because i didn't get home till mm-hmm. like quarter past six and our time difference is about to get annoying again worse because we're about to i'm going to be going out of daylight saving and cole's going to be going into it which means we have a five hour and a day apart time difference um yeah technically 19 hour time difference but but five hours is so much easier to mentally do the math of than 19 oh yeah so so i we always just say that charlotte's five hours behind me but it tomorrow yeah yeah five hour time difference in a day ahead we lose, yeah, we, we are in three hours right now, and we'll go to from f- three to four to t- five pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like a two, it's like a month, it's like, no, two weeks even. I think I go first, and then two or three weeks later, you'll go all the other way around. I can't remember which now. I think I go first. Okay. Ours is on the 14th. Mm. And then I'm stoked for it, though. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Cold doesn't function very well in winter. <laughs> No, I'm stoked because it means that uh, the sun's going to be setting so much later now, right? Like it, it, it's like sunset from goes from being like at five fifteen, five thirty to like six thirty p.m. Mm. That's like a huge difference. Yeah, this is the first yeah. year where I'm a little bit sad about the light changing. Like I'd like it to be a bit cooler overall because I miss wearing my cozy clothing, but. I know that as soon as it starts getting dark in the evenings, it's less likely that I'm going to want to go out and go for a run or like mm-hmm. do anything after work because you just want to be cozy and curl up at home because it's already dark when you get home. So I I don't, I'm a little bit upset about the light disappearing, but I would like it to be just a smidgen colder. It's the first day of autumn here today. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Isn't it the first day of autumn? Because it's the first day of March mm-hmm. for you. And it felt yeah, like I cannot- it this morning cannot believe that it's March already. I know. It's been almost a year since we went into our level four lockdown last. Fuck. I, it blew, blows my mind that we are now at the A, one year anniversary of COVID. But also that just like, I swear to God, Christmas was like two weeks ago. I know. Also, it's been about a year since you were meant to be here. I know. 
<laughs> so sad. Remember when we were talking about it and we, we were like, oh, well, maybe at the end of summer, like, I'll just be able to, you'll be able to come out here and then, like, I'll come for Christmas time and stuff. Like, fuck. I don't know if I'm ever going to be allowed to leave my country at this point. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Both the countries have started rolling out vaccines and hopefully that means that eventually things will open up again. But it's so hard to yeah. know. Okay. Canada's been quite slow with the vaccine rollout just because um, supply and demand is really hard and we don't have a country that can produce its own vaccines. Mm. We have to depend on buying them from other countries. And so um, the deliveries are just taking forever. Yeah, ours is the same. Um, Our first batch arrived a couple of weeks ago and all of the frontline workers, like the border workers and the isolation workers and stuff are getting it dished out first. Um, And then the next batches will start getting like the more vulnerable parts of the population. Mm -hmm. And then those batches, the next batches will start coming down to the rest of us. I think they said they're hoping to start dishing out the majority of stuff in like May for us. They're supposed they're planning on starting on the general population. So we're not that far away. Yeah. So I think they did frontline workers first um, and that's already been done. And then the way that they're doing it here is in phases based on age. So mm-hmm. I will be the very last to get it because I'm in the bottom age category. Um, and I think they're expecting to be vaccinating people my age, like come August, September time. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now they're doing like elderly population. And then my parents will be next after that. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how they're structuring it in terms of age. I think part of it is age, and I think part of it is, like, if you have pre-existing conditions, that would make it so it would hit you hard. Yeah. I think you get jumped up. Um, yeah, that's the yeah that's the same here, like, so, with exceptions. Yeah, so I think that my dad will potentially get into it, like, before my mum will. He's only a little bit older than my mum, but I think he'll be more eligible than my mum because she's just healthy as anything. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that all rolls out, but, you know... March 1st, we're getting closer and closer to not the end of the pandemic necessarily, but, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel finally, I feel like. I don't know how far away the end of the tunnel is yet, but it feels like you're kind of getting there, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were saying that, like, uh, in England, they're expecting to have everything open and back to normal by June. It's because England's and dumb. And I, like... <laughs> I know, and everyone keeps posting about it, like, thinking that it's actually accurate. And I'm like, I don't just, I just really don't understand, like, with how badly the UK has had managed it and how bad, like, their case numbers are. I just don't see how that's going to happen unless they have, like, they're going to be able to vaccinate everyone really rapidly. Yeah, I just don't understand what their game there is. I don't feel like they're going to be able to get all the vaccinations out in time for that, but maybe they are. I mean, that is three months away, but... Yeah, I know. It just feels, like, stupidly unrealistic, right? Yeah, it seems a bit fishy. Yeah, we'll see, though. (laughs) The Instagram is full of people being like, I'm planning my outfits for the first day out. It's like, oh, my God. That makes me scared to think about. I've also, like, I keep seeing people being like, oh, no, now I need to lose, like, all my COVID weight before, uh, uh, before and I'm like no you don't like come on they're like this is my workout routine from now for to June 24th or whatever the date is in the UK and I'm like y'all need to prioritize better mm. I don't know yeah anyway <laughs> let's ignore the UK for a bit because they're kind of fucking it up as bad as the US is in some ways yeah though I have friends down in the states who have gotten vaccinated already and I'm like but you have no preconceived 
like things and you also like uh and they're like not frontline workers and i'm like i don't understand how the u.s is doing it i don't understand how the vaccine rollout is working down there because i have i'm like i don't understand how some people that i know have already gotten them but our prime minister was like asked by the media being like you know will you and dr bloomfield who's like the general of general health or something i can't I never remember his title every time i want to go and give his title i just know him as the wonderful human that is ashley bloomfield but they were asked if in a media conference whether they're going to get the vaccine like early to show people that it's safe and that they have confidence in it and to like boost up everyone's um trust in Morale. the vaccine yeah um and they were like we fully intend to get the vaccine but we are not going to get it when we are not the most vulnerable vulnerable people to this it's like we are yeah. going to let all the vaccines be for those people first it's like i will i fully intend on getting it but i'm not in a vulnerable position i don't need to have it right now so i'm not going to get it until i it's my turn like they, they were very straight up about it it's like that's like that's what you should be yeah. doing i know it's it, it blows my mind that politicians are considered frontline workers yeah, I mean, it's like, what what are you doing that's risking like your exposure to COVID every day? You sit in a fucking office, mm. or you're sitting at home. Yeah, sir, like mayor of like something, like I don't know. Yeah, there were. <sighs> I'm sure that some politicians are like out dealing with the world a little bit more than others, but for the most part, they don't need to be right now and they shouldn't be right now because they should be at home setting an example for everybody else. So, but even if they're out and about, like, like they're not even, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but they're not considering people who work at grocery stores or any of that as frontline workers. It's literally like just people who work in medical care Mm. that are getting them first. And then it goes by age because the studies have shown that like even if you're out in public like there the risks are higher for those who are older than younger so like older people have the more priority than younger people even if the younger people work in the public sector yeah because we didn't really have covid in the community until the last couple of weeks um our rollout has been going to border security worker workers and people at the isolation hotels before even yeah. like doctors and hospital staff which makes and all that sort of stuff. A hundred percent sense. Yeah, which you know it was a very logical rollout to do. It's like the doctors aren't really at risk so much because you know there are people doing testing and the testing stations are in part of the like first bulk. But for the most part, the GPs aren't really doing the testing. For the most part, there are yeah. like you can get a test at your GP's office, but most people are going to the testing stations. Um, yeah, so it's it's just been interesting to see how different countries are handling the rollout really. Yeah, and I don't e- I don't even think GPs count for the first vaccine rollout here too. I think it's literally just people who work in ER situations or directly with people who could be COVID um positive. Mm. So he's yeah. just like flopped full on on Cole's lap. Yeah, he's like he's like fully in vegetative state right now. Oh, he's so I like cute, don't though. even feel like I'm allowed to move my arms. Oh, bless he, him. Uh, he's just so sweet. I left him for like an hour to go do my mom's class, and he was like, now he's glued to me because he, I was like gone. Shall we jump into what we've been reading, watching, and listening to? Because it has actually been a yeah. little while since we did this last, because I didn't edit any podcasts for a little while. For sure. Um, so we um, might actually have some new stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, what have I been reading? Let's start with that. I have been reading 
Well, two things. First off, the new Akotar came out, and I have read it. And you it demolished was, it. I demol. I like. I like. Didn't talk to anybody, and all I did was read it for like two days, and it was so good. I loved it. It's not my favorite book in the series, like out of the four, but it's my second favorite. Um, which is like still pretty great, considering it's that's what, a pretty book good number five. Four uh, officially, no, then it's like a half book, right? Yeah, there's like a half book, in, so it's like one, two, three and then a novella, and then four. And the novella is the bridge between the first trilogy and this is the start of the next trilogy. So mm-hmm. one, two, three, and then four, five, six are its own trilogy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the novella in between is uh, like the the bridging gap. So this is my second favorite book in the entire series that's come out, and I loved it. I'm sh- the. It's funny because the character who like f- she focuses on in this book was my least favorite character in the first in the first three books, and she has now become my favorite character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she like did such a good job at explaining who she is um, in a way that I found to make her like super relatable, and now she's like my absolute favorite. Um, and the other thing that I I've started is I'm reading Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, she watched the movies for yeah. the first time last year. If you missed that podcast where we talked about it, um, yeah. So and she got, I got sent. Yeah. You start that sentence uh, again because I was about to say exactly what you're about to say, and I'll just cut this awkward bit in the middle out. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Sometimes, um, sometimes our Skype is delayed, so I I like start a sentence and then you start a sentence, and mm. I'm not sure if I'm cutting you off or you're cutting me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think things are just a little delayed. Um, but yeah, so I got sent the, these beautiful editions from the 1960s from a lovely follower of mine. Um, she sent me these editions that her mom had that was like planning on getting rid of, and she was like, "I know you love book covers." and you just watched these movies and talked about how you wanted to try reading the book so she sent them to me they're absolutely stunning um and so i've been listening to the audiobook and reading the paperback at the same time which has been a lot of fun hmm. um it's making the movies make more sense which i think is there's a lot that goes on in those movies that you kind of need to watch them a couple of times i think to pick up on exactly how that all comes together and I think that mm-hmm. you've only seen them once reading the book. I imagine it's probably filling out the world a little bit. Having said that, though, when we talked about that Lord of the Rings last time, like I haven't watched them in years. I've never read them. So I don't really have much of an opinion on it. How are you finding the books, yeah. though? What are you thinking? Where? How far through are you? I am. I'm 150 pages in through the first one. Okay. So you're pretty uh, early on still. Yeah. Each book is like 500 pages, roughly. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty freaking long. Yeah. Um just to start that one off they're like really long but uh oh my leg is falling asleep um yeah like i i think that they're really interesting i think that they um like certain elements of the books like make it make more sense i do think there's way too much detail which has always been a uh, criticism of the lord of the rings books like he puts in a lot of scenes that just like don't need to be there Mm. that don't give anything to the story at all and are just kind of like I think pointless, but overall I'm, I'm enjoying them. I'm excited to keep reading. I don't know. I'm only 150 pages in. I might get bored of it, but. So how are you doing on your, um, reading goal for the year then? (gasps) Oh, I'm five. I'm five books behind schedule. Oh man. That's stressful. Yeah. 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 I'm stressed about it, but I, I just am not, I've not been having a good like reading, uh, time lately. I don't know what it what's going on. Yeah. I just don't I, I don't have the energy to do it. 
I know what you as mean. As of recent. Like, I, after I got back from being at my beach house for summer, I've barely read anything. The only things that I've actually finished since then are the two book club books, and that's me smashing them out in the 24 hours before we have to have the call. So I'm not actually, I haven't actually been reading much at all, um, which is a little bit sad, but I've been doing so much sewing. But even then, I haven't been doing that much sewing. I just don't know where my time's going. As I say, I've been busy. It's like, there's just so much going on at the moment. But um, I'm technically on schedule, apparently, after finishing the book for the book club uh, yesterday. I am four books deep on my 30 book goal for the year. And Goodreads tells me I'm on track. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's good. I, I couldn't, rem- I can't remember how, yeah, you said 30, right? Mm. That's your goal. Yeah, mine's 100. Which so, I like, told you was too much. <laughs> yeah, but I think that I think the reason that I'm behind is like just in general, I, I read less during this time of year than I do during the summer. Mm. So I I still have faith that I'm going to be able to catch up, I think. Um, You're also reading like The Lord of the Rings is like a big commitment. Like those are big books. It's hard to yeah. power through a reading goal when you're reading big books like that. Yeah, I need to start reading some of my shorter books. But I also find that, um, like, audiobooks have been helping me so much. Mm. Um, especially, like, now I listen to audiobooks when I do pottery during, um, like, t- on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I, um, I've i been doing it when I've been, like, dyeing yarn. And I've been listening to them now when I'm, like, in the car. And I feel like I'm actually, like, reading a lot more because of it. So I think that that might, I think that's going to be what's going to save me with this reading goal. Mm. I used to do a lot of oh my god stop it if he drinks out of that I'll be so impressed he, he does sometimes Cole, yeah sometimes I f- Cole like got a glass of water and was drinking out of it and like put it like tilted in front of Suki so that he could look at it and I was like I, I, if he drinks out of that and doesn't make a mess I'll be really impressed sometimes it, when we're like in the car if we're doing a long car journey and he's thirsty I'll give him my water bottle and he'll drink out of it like that mm. um yeah I know so you want to come back up. He's making my leg fall asleep. Like, he's so cute, but he's kind of heavy. So, like, I've, I've, I've put him down on the ground. He's going to have to just succumb. Are you Have you plugged your microphone into your laptop? Because you could go and curl up on your bed. Yeah, it's okay. I'm a, I, I, I kind of like recording on the desk because the microphone, like, flies all over the place when I'm on my bed. Fair enough. Um, yeah. In terms of what I'm reading... Sorry, I, my, my audio is going to be a little bit weird through this book, so I'm looking over at my book pile... I have a big pile of books and I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod yet because we've done so few episodes this year because everything's been manic. Um, But I ordered a bunch of things that Cole recommended to me from the library and they all turned up at once. And I had like 10 or 15 books from the library here at one point and I had to pick a few that I wanted to read first and send the rest back and I'll just reorder them at some point later. But I have a bunch of like very good, but also decently lighthearted, easy read books sitting next to me that I just need to start getting through. Um, and now I need to start prioritizing the ones that have to go back to the library first because there are other people waiting for them. So I am halfway through a book, but I'm going to have to stop it and start something else. So I'm about to start either The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, which the whole internet has talked about and loved, um, mm-hmm. or The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Um and another one the internet absolutely loves yeah i'm part of me wants to oh i don't know i don't know which one i want to read first um i might choose the shortest one and read that one first but 
yeah, those are the two that I need to get through next because those ones are due back to the library in a few days and I will probably, because I'm in lockdown, have a bit more time for the next couple of days to be able to read and sew and work at the same time. So, I um, I read both of those books in one sitting. Yeah, see, I think I could probably do that if I had like enough time to go outside and sit in the sun. I sat in the sun to read my book yesterday, like all day pretty much. And didn't realize that the back of my neck was in the sun at one point because there's shade sails to protect me. And like the back of my neck is a little bit crispy today. Um, So even though it's now sunny outside, it was pissing down with rain and cold this morning. Very autumnal start to uh, March. But now it's like blue skies and sunny outside. And you can probably hear the cicadas on my microphone because they're very loud. Um, But I'm I'm a bit scared of outside. Um, I don't know. How do I describe a cicada? I don't know. It's like a, a daytime cricket, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a grasshopper kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Uh, they just make a shit ton of noise, basically. Fair enough. Yeah. Kind of like crickets. Yeah, exactly. Um, daytime cricket. <laughs> it's a really, I don't know that's a good description of what it is, but I'll take it. it, it the point has been made. Um, anyway, we should jump into what's the next one? What have you been watching? What have you been watching? I have been watching the greatest TV show of all time, mm-hmm. and it is called The Great Pottery Throwdown. Okay, so Cole mentioned this to me, and I was like, <laughs> I really want to watch this. It sounds amazing. It is basically impossible to watch in New Zealand. Yeah, you have to find illegal streaming sites, probably. Yeah, so I, I haven't yet watched it, but I am very intrigued. It, it sounds so. Delightful. It is so wholesome. It is like the epitome of a wholesome TV show. One, I love pottery. It's like my new hobby, right? So mm-hmm. I, um, it's really interesting from like that side of things. But also, it's really awesome in the sense that, like, it just, like, everyone helps each other. Like, there's no competition in the sense of, like, trying to sabotage anyone or drama. Like, everyone helps everyone finish and everyone just, like, gets so excited for other people and everyone just loves each other. And the main host, like, the judge, he cries every episode because he gets so moved by people's pots and the journeys they went through on that week. It's, like, it's so fantastic. I love it so so much there's four seasons the fourth season right now is playing on bbc and uh i am like obsessed it's also on hbo max for any american um peeps i very much want to try and figure out how i can watch this thing and it was yeah there was an article talking about it from like a new zealand news site um, being like you it, it was pretty much straight up it's like if you want to watch this you have to go somewhere dodgy to watch it because there's nowhere official to watch it I was like well thank you for doing the hard work for me and now I know that the only way I can watch it is if I go into like an illegal streaming site and do something like that I'd rather not do that I would rather pay money to watch it but if, if, if it's just not going to happen for me then I will do what I've got to do yeah I, I think it was fantastic I think it's my it's literally my favorite tv show of all time now I could watch it any day of the week I, and I've like been binge watching it and um, like when I'm working or like yeah I think I watched the first season in like three days yeah I, I can imagine that <laughs> would be really easy to do um, I'm yeah. watching like a range of things um, one of them being the New Zealand Bachelorette and that is oh, almost yeah. over and I'm quite upset about it but almost immediately after the New Zealand Bachelor is coming on 
Oh, nice. And they're getting um, a guy from a band called Solomio, who is like a new local Kiwi band. And one of the dudes from that is coming in. And he very specifically said that he was only going to take the job if they got a cast of women who were really diverse, both in like their backgrounds, like different looks, different like weights, ages, like all this different stuff. He's like, I want a diverse group of girls, not a group of girls who look like a clone of each other as like a jab at the American bachelor. Um, So he's like, I'm only doing this if this is the kind of cast that you can give me. So I am pleasantly surprised by that. And I'm quite excited to see how that pans out as a series. So we will see how diverse it actually ends up being once this episodes come out. Um, I don't, I think I've mentioned before, I don't really like the, American Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's all very fake and staged and feels really horrible to me. The New Zealand one is wholesome as hell. <laughs> the <sighs> boys all become, for the Bachelorette, they, they all become like best mates with each other and they're all like the, each other's support systems and they're sad when each other goes home and all this. It's just so wholesome and lovely and small town and it's very, very delightful. Um, so it's just a, a bit of fun to watch. Um, but the other thing that I've been watching is a new Netflix series that showed up in my recommendeds the other day called Ginny and Georgia. I don't know if you've seen any like ads for it or anything. No, I don't know what it is. Um, it's like, let me find the info thing to see if it can give me a better description. What have you been watching it on? Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Oh, it's original. a Netflix thing. Yeah. Basically her, the girl's mum it's like a family like a single mum with a teenage daughter her mum had her when she was like 15 um and then she's got a nine-year-old brother to a different dad um and they moved to this new town there's like a bunch of rich people her the, the mum's like ex-husband the both of the kids stepdad has just passed away and left her a bunch of money and they've moved to this like new town for a fresh start and all this sort of stuff but it's it's like a modern version of that in that it's dealing with a lot of more modern issues like the the eldest daughter her dad is black so she's dealing mm. with like a lot of race things she calls out her english teacher for having a syllabus full of texts by old white men and how that's like not diverse enough for her education and she's just not having a bar of it um so like it's it's a very typical kind of structure but it's like a very 2021 version of it and the sort of things that it deals with um oh, fun. yeah so it's been like an, a nice easy thing to be watching Kind of reminds me of like the idea of like Gilmore Girls a little bit, but like a more modern version. Yeah, the Gilmore Girls is referenced in the show at one point. Um, I think the mum says that like we're the Gilmore Girls, but with bigger tits. I think it was the line. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's it is very similar to that in that kind of way. Uh, Though I I never actually watched Gilmore Girls. I just like I'm just saying that based off of like what I know of the show. Neither have I. And actually, my friend Zara started watching it for the first time recently, and she said actually it's pretty good. Like it, it holds up pretty well, and it's good like in the background television if you're looking for something new to watch. And I was like, always <laughs> like it turned up on Netflix recently. So I read something that like that they like apparently they talk really fast in the show and like on Mm -hmm. average like a tv show of that length speaks like a certain number of words and they speak like 30 percent more words than the (laughs) average tv show per episode because of how they talk that's pretty impressive i suppose but yeah i i I, which i thought was just like a really weird fun fact 
Are you listening to anything new and exciting at all? Am I, let me look at my Spotify. Let me. That's a great question. Shall I jump in? I'm not really listening to anything new or exciting, but what I have been listening to a little bit in the car is um, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. And that's so not good. to say that I don't listen to it generally, but I generally save listening to Rumors for when I have the record player out. It's like one of those ones that I want to listen to start to finish on a record and enjoy the listening process of. Um, but I was craving listening to it the other day, so I put it on in the car. And actually, it's it's still a fantastic album. It is more fun listening to it when you've got it on a record player, though, than it is listening to it in the car on Spotify. So I might stop doing that and just leave that to be my like special record player only album. But <laughs> I listen to it all the time on my uh, in my car. I, I uh, um, and I love listening to it on vinyl and I love listening to it on my CD player of my cabin I I just it's one of my favorite albums of all time so I listen to it constantly yeah me too it's it has nothing wrong with it I can't remember if I mentioned on the episode that we uh, like we didn't end up using that I had started listening to Dua Lipa finally oh yeah we did talk about that and now I've been listening yeah. to a lot of Harry Styles and you started listening to Dua Lipa oh my favorite yeah, I um, I've been. It's been like my go-to when I've been um, like going to the gym or like afterwards when I need to like pump up my energy. It's just really good, solid pop music. Like just really well done pop. Yeah, it's very very well put together. Her voice is really really great. Um, I don't know she's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, just good fun good, and good lyrics too. Like Jules and I were talking about like the difference between good pop music and bad pop music really boils down to lyrics and mm. like. The, uh, like lyrical content and I just think gosh I just think it's a freaking great album yeah it really is um I'm I, I hate saying this because you sound like such a tip but like I started listening to her when she was like very early on um and like she was good Ooh, ooh, that was loud sorry I hit my glass on my lamp accidentally that was scary <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was very good back then, but she's gotten better. And actually, I think that her second album is better than the first, which doesn't always happen with people that blow up off their first album, because often the sophomore album is like a very sketchy thing to try and navigate well, because some people really tank it or some people do really well with it. I think that her second album is like superior to the first one, um, yeah. which is great and bodes well for things going forward. It's kind of the same with Lord. Like Lord's second album was fucking awesome. Um, so I'm really excited to see what her third one's going to be when she finally releases it this year. She's been saying she's going to release it. Yeah, Lord, Lord, when Lord um, paired up with Jack Antonoff, God, they made fucking magic. Didn't they just? Oh, yeah, that second album was just incredible. Mm, it's so, so good. Yeah. Oh, but alas, we must wait a little bit longer for her to release another album, I think. Yeah, it'll it'll come. I appreciate when musicians only release stuff when they like actually have something good and not just for the sake of releasing. Yeah, I do too. It just feels like it's been such a long time since I've had new Lord music. Because she released yeah. her album and then she released a bunch of um, songs for like movies and stuff not long after. So I just feel like I haven't had anything new from her in so long that it's just like... I miss her music. <laughs> I know. Like, let's... I think, it, I think it's been since like... 2000 and let's look uh when did it go? 2017 like that's that's like four years yeah 
But, you know, like, uh, but the time between pure heroin and melodrama was also four years. Mm, it feels wild that it was, but yeah, I guess so. Wow, does that mean that I've listened to it for eight years? Yeah, pure heroin came out in 2013, like when I was in, like, just yeah. starting university. Yeah, the, yeah, because she started getting popular the summer before I started uni. So the summer that was like 2012 to 2013. Or popular here anyway. She started like blowing up in New Zealand over that summer and then it spread out to the rest of the world not long after that. Yeah, she I mean she blew up with that uh that song uh Royals. Royals. Yeah. She um Yeah. It was just it's crazy thinking that it was like eight years ago now. Far out. I, I, I genuinely still think like twenty fifteen was last year. I I my my brain just can't quite <laughs> comprehend that like 2012 was my last year of high school and it's been almost 10 years. <laughs> it's really scary to think about. Oh. oh man, I know. Yeah, we were on our book club call today and and we like we had <laughs> some new members and so we yeah. asked everybody how old they were and I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe I'm 25." Yeah, I'm it turning just, like 27 soon. It just like blows me away. Mm. Uh, I thought it was so funny <laughs> when Kim was like, she's like, I'm like 75% sure that I'm 27. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that deep in my bones. Like I had to think about it for a second. Like, I'm like, wait, am I 27 yet or am I, am I 26 still? No, I'm 26 still. We're almost at 27. Yeah. I always have to do the math. I'm always like, okay, I was born in 1995, which means uh, that was uh, 25 years, 26 years ago, uh, but I'm born in December, so I always have to, like, I can never remember if I'm 25 or, I always spend an entire year thinking I'm a year older than I am, because I always base it, like, off of what year I was born, but mm. I'm, I'm born, like, three days before the year ends, so mm. I, even though, like, I was born in 1995, I basically was born in 1996, so I, like, I, I spent all of 24 thinking that I'm 25, and then I spent all of 25 thinking I'm 26, but yeah. 26, I, even, even being 25, I, like, don't really, it doesn't feel real to me. Yeah. That's a number that, that doesn't feel real. Yeah. I think that kind of when you get to, like, within a couple of months of the, each birthday it very much has that feeling like both sides and then you just get used to how old you are and you're just like oh yeah that's fine but like the closer I get to 27 I'm just like oh yeah 27 creeping up towards I just, that like, 30 <laughs> I just don't I just don't I feel like I was like 22 for so long and then all of a sudden I was like 25 yeah <laughs> you know it, what it I definitely mean? does feel like that hey like I feel like I was like in my young 20s like for so long and I think that's partially just because I was traveling so much that everything was just kind of like a fucking blur mm. and I and I kind of forgot that my birthdays were going by and that years were going by and then all of a sudden it's like COVID hit and I was like oh my god like I two years of my life have just gone by that I forgot about like I can't believe I'm now like in my mid-20s and now I'm gonna like yeah it's weird it, it just feels like they they feel like such adult numbers in my brain yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah. It's like one of my very close friends who, actually we had him on the podcast, Well, I'm about to explain who he is. Um, Samford has his uh, 29th birthday coming up in a week. So he's getting very, like, oh my God, I'm very close to 30. He's freaking out a little bit. Yeah, it's like, it feels, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I remember 
all my cousins being in their like late 20s early 30s and feeling like they were so much older than me and then now that I'm in that phase and they're like in their 40s and 50s I'm like oh my god like did I thought they had their shit together way more than I do but then at the same time like maybe I just they just appeared to have their shit together and they probably didn't Mm. yeah I know what you mean yeah, there's kind of like I think as kids and like teenagers we have like like rose-colored glasses as what to what adulthood is like. Mm. And yeah, it just feels like like I'm getting I'm getting close to the age that my mom was when she had me. That's just weird to I me. I know. I am the same age that I that mom was when she had me currently. Yeah, doesn't that that tri- trips my brain. Yeah, it freaks me out a little bit. Almost exactly, actually, because she was about to turn 27 when she had me, because her birthday's like two weeks after mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then again, life is very different. Like, my parents met when my mum was like 19. So, you know, they still had like a seven year gap between when she met my dad and when she had me. So. What's happened? Yeah. It just blows my mind. I know. I'm just like, I'm just thinking about it. Like, yeah, I just, I just feel old. I'm like, and I, I just, yeah, I don't know what, I feel like I've been having like a bit of an existential crisis and that comes with like, just like also we've, I've been thinking and you and I've been talking about this a lot, like rethinking my career quite a lot um, mm. in the last like few months and COVID's like really made me reassess my life and I just feel like I'm old. <laughs> yeah it feels like and i know that not, i'm not but yeah even though it's not yeah. true it feels like you're running out of time to make the decisions right it feels like you should like have the decision sorted and be like working on it but yeah it's kind of hard i just yeah i feel like i like i don't know what i thought about my life and i don't know what i thought i don't it's not even that like i'm not where i thought i, I don't know it just feels like I know my sister and her is engaged. My other sister is like married and has kids. My sister and her fiance have been talking about like having kids and like buying a house and stuff. And I just like, it just like, it feels so adult. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that I'm like not an adult because I feel like I'm an adult sometimes. And then other times I'm like, I don't, I don't want fucking kids. Like the idea of like having to take care of another human terrifies me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, my friend group is very very much like that a lot of the time. And, like, different facets. Like, some of them are very much like, yeah, I want to have kids. Some of them are just like, yeah, we're going to get married at some point and, like, buying houses and stuff. And I I want to be doing all those things. Like, I have them on my brain and, like, the things that I want to be doing, but, like, not right this second. And I don't think any of them are doing them right this second. Like, people buying houses and stuff, but they're not thinking about having kids, like, right this second. But it's still, like, getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is going to be life now. Like... Yeah. The idea of getting married and having kids gives me like anxiety right now. It's because you, you're like missing traveling. (laughs) That too. Right. I feel like, I feel like my, my intentions, I think the reason that 25 scares me so much is because I think like I had, I think my intentions for the ages of 24 and 25 were to be like really heavy travel years. And then like 27 and 28 was like when I was planning on like 
settling down and changing my career and like doing whatever in my brain at least and I like COVID obviously threw a spanner in the works so there's like there's things that I still want to do that like are not conducive with having kids and getting married but at the Mm. same time I'm now getting closer and closer to those eight that age that like you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I yeah, just, I know it, like, exactly what you mean. I, I, and, and part of that just is like this, like that we've had this year that like has been taken from us in a lot of aspects. Mm. Um, and another probably year that will be taken from us too, before we're allowed to start doing things. And it just like, it just scares me. Like, I don't know when I'll be able to do those things again. So part of me is like, well, maybe I should just start, phasing into a different phase of my life but like yeah I don't know it 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 stresses me out (laughs) yeah I I know what you mean it it feels like the clock's running out even though it's not and it's just us creating the timeline and the clock that's running out Mm -hmm. yeah it's been something that I've been analyzing a lot over the last little bit it's like am I just putting this time pressure on myself unnecessarily like why why am I thinking like that what is my brain doing that means that my my whole being is like I feel like time is running out when I'm only 26 like yeah 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 I don't know man like there's only so many years left till 30 and like there's also like I think I think there's also like a like I think women specifically go through um, a lot of this as well because like there's always that connotation too of like our biological clocks like Mm -hmm. if we do want to have children like there is a timeline that you need to have children by you know like I only have 10 years before having a child is going to be quite difficult Mm -hmm. and And like expensive yeah and like 10 years is like doesn't feel like a lot of time when I think of like the fact that the last 10 years have gone by so fucking fast. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But think about how much has happened in those last 10 years. Like the last 10 years has been like a lot. Yeah. So it's true. That is true. Yeah. Just like, yeah. And I think that like my job that I do was like something that was always like conducive to like the traveling that I was doing and the lifestyle that I wanted to live. But like, if that's not an option anymore and won't be an option for a while, like I don't want to be doing this. Hmm either right like I don't want to be doing something that like doesn't necessarily bring me joy but it gave me a facet to doing my life like if I'm going to be stuck at home for another year I want to be doing something different than that you need to be splitting your time 50 50 with yarn dyeing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like the traveling part of your life just needs to become your yarn dyeing part of your life yeah I know it's yeah I need to like I just have, and that's like why I started doing pottery and like that's why I started dyeing yarn and that's why I've been doing all these things it's because mm. I needed I need that like I need some sort of outlet that's not sitting at my computer that and it's just been draining on me it's yeah. hard when like it's hard when like a, a, a world event happens that like just throws what your your plan was off course what who's there it's Henrik! Hi, Henrik! <laughs> let's play a game on the farm! You want to play a game on the farm? Yeah, let's get it. I don't want to jump on your bed. You want to jump on my bed? Okay. <laughs> Can I have a hug? Okay. I 
Doug, hello. Okay. Well, do you want to say hi to Charlotte? That's Charlotte. Hi. Hi. <laughs> she says hi back. You can't hear her. Here, I'll take my headphones out. Yeah, can you hear? Hi. Hi. Yes. That's Charlotte. Charlotte's my best friend. She lives in New Zealand. Okay. Well, I think we should wrap it up then because I... <laughs> We have a visitor who is going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you fell down. <laughs> but yeah, and then you got an existential crisis is maybe not the best thing in the world, but it's very indicative of what our lives are like right now. We will come back to you next week with something a little bit more exciting or a little bit more, um, I don't know, interesting to listen to. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we will be back next week. And yeah, hope you guys are all yeah. doing all right with the pandemic raging. Hope you're all mentally doing all good. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you guys lots. Yeah, definitely existential crises. And I hope that just makes people feel less alone. You know, like, like, like I know that there's probably a lot of people who feel like both of us right now. Mm. And so I hope hey, that they. He's you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's anyway. Yeah. Coley has things that yeah. she has to go. She has to go and hang yeah, out I gotta with Hendrick. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little four year old wants my attention. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>